Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, March 31st. As a dreadful March comes to an end, I'm not expecting April to be much better, but uh, certainly glad to see March go out the rearview window. As always, I hope everyone is safe and healthy um, as we continue to try and provide a distraction and some entertainment in a otherwise not fun time to be alive at the moment. Um, but again, I most importantly hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy out there. All right, let's dive in. Let's talk a little Phillies baseball yesterday. We talked about when baseball could come back, how it could come back, the stipulations agreed to by the Players Union and the Major League Baseball, and so on and so forth. Today I thought, let's get back into a little Phillies talk. I'm sure we'll, we'll do some other non-Philly stuff this week and just general baseball stuff, but... It's been a few days since we dove into some specific Phillies talk. We'll get coming up into the X factors of the season, something I've been talking about for a few days now, diving into. Uh, But first, we actually have a little bit of Phillies news. Sadly, not on the best front, but um, not surprising either. Sir Anthony Dominguez gets an opinion from a doctor about his re-injuring of his elbow, and the doctor recommends Tommy John Surgery, not surprising in the least. As you know, if you've listened to the show at all, you know that I was pounding the table saying that I thought the rehab option for Sir Anthony Dominguez was a bad idea. It wasn't going to work out. It never works out. Uh, Masiro Tanaka, the only time it's ever worked out. He doesn't throw 9,900. And, you know, it didn't work out. And it's not a surprise. Um, It's a bummer. Certainly a bummer for Sir Anthony Dominguez. Uh, you know, figure 12 to 18 months, so we see him pitching again. I'm assuming he, you know, listens to the doctor. Um, who would have thought James Andrews didn't get this one right? It's a, usually he knows what he's doing. Um, it is a shame, though. And look, it's, it's not a, a simple game. I'm obviously being somewhat glib about it. But um, it is frustrating because Sir Anthony, um, the most talented guy in this bullpen, still 
you know, was when he was pitching great and still is right now, minus the injury. And, uh, you know, he's not going to be around for a while. And the biggest shame of it, as I've talked about, um, obviously the biggest shame is first for Anthony. That sucks. But the biggest shame from a Phillies perspective is that the Phillies this season, if you want to criticize him for, and there are multiple things that are criticizing for this offseason, as we've talked about, but the number one thing was saying, oh, Sir Anthony will be fine. Sir, we can count on Sir Anthony. Horrible, horrible, horrible decision. Horrible decision, and, and they deserve to be, be criticized for that. As you know, Again, all they had to do was listen to this show, and I would have told them, don't count on him coming back from rehab because they know it never does. It just doesn't work. It's just what it is. Like you know, I don't even know why they offer a rehab option for major league pitchers. Maybe that works for people who don't throw the ball 100 miles an hour, but it just seems like every time someone is in this situation, whether it's Garrett Richards or you know, any of these guys who try and do the rehab, it never works. It never works. At some point, they always end up having to get Tommy John surgery. And, you know, it's a shame because this team put a lot of eggs in the Sir Anthony basket, and they're not going to have for a while, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating because, you know, they didn't – you know, his situation was what it was, and I don't blame him for trying to rehab. I mean, who wants surgery if they don't have to get it? He had, you know, the foremost – doctor in this field telling him he could rehab it i get it i'm not blaming sir anthony i'm not blaming james andrews whatever um i'm blaming the phillies for not having a backup plan that's all i'm saying you know i think that the phillies to not have a backup plan that's a a a huge miss i mean it's a massive miss by the phillies and it is uh it is incredibly frustrating it was incredibly frustrating um but something we knew was coming you know especially after he re-injured it it was just not you're basically waiting for this to happen. I'm, I'm honestly surprised it took this long. Um, I would have figured you would have had the Tommy John by now. Um, but um, it's a bummer nonetheless, and it's a bummer that the Phillies weren't prepared for it, which you know everyone else was, and that's a shame. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's talk a little Phillies. Let's have a little fun. Let, let's look at some X factors for this season. When you look at this Phillies roster, um, you know, we all know what Bryce Harper is. We all know what JT Romito is. You know, we know... Obviously, we know Andrew McCutcheon needs to be healthy and, and contributing. I get all that. That that's all important stuff, and and it's all pretty standard. You know, we we know the ins and outs of that. What I want to talk about today are the X factors, the guys whose performance can make or break this team, depending on which way it goes. You know, and that's not we know. And and to be fair, by that description, obviously that's Bryce Harper, that's JT Romero, that's Didi Gregorius, that's all these guys. But um, more of the lesser known commodities, more of the you know will they or won't they type of situations. Not something you're counting on. Look, if Bryce Harper stinks, this team's in a lot of trouble. We all know that. I'm talking about the guys who can kind of turn the season for the good if they're better than expected, and it's conceivable that they will be. That that's really where I'm going. So. I have um, five, well, six names technically, but five slots. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, and, and I think, look, I, you know, on the flip side, while well, I just talked about the Ramudas and the, the Harpers, sure, if Nick Pavetta or Vince Velasquez is, is great, that, that could, or, or is even good, that could certainly put a different spin on the season. But you can't expect that. You know, that's not a realistic type of thing. If it happens, great. And Pavetta, maybe you could say, you know, with a new pitching coach and all that. But I'm talking about, the more realistic X factors, things that you, you, you could project that to happen. They could be this person. So let's start. Six names, seven technically, actually, but six. Um, let's start with a guy who uh, a lot of people were out on after last season for a number of reasons, but is someone who I think we forget what a good hitter he is. And if he can adapt to a new position in the field, 
Gene Segura is an X factor for this team this year. And it's also funny because, um, you know, they do have some, some backup plans and all that. But this is a guy who prior to last year had a down year, still about a 280 in a down year, but prior to that, 304, 300, 319 in each of the three preceding seasons. He had 203 hits in 2016. This is someone who can be an offensive weapon for a team. You know, someone who... The Phillies don't really have a lot of guys like. You know, he's someone who um, is a pure hitter, is going to put the bat on the ball more often than not. Um, you know, that's something where, you know, the Phillies don't have a lot of guys like that. The Phillies are more of a boomer, bust hitting type of team. Um, but a guy like Segura is someone who you can count on in situations to put the ball in play, whether it's a hit and run or those types of things that we haven't seen the Phillies do a lot the last few years, obviously. I think you'll see more of that type of stuff with. Uh, Joe Girardi at the helm. But Segura is the kind of guy who really can make or break the season for the Phillies. And someone who, you know, if he... And, and you can find ways to explain away the year last year. You know, if you look at the precipitous drop in his play after the McCutcheon injury, if he, which he's already said he takes some responsibility for, I mean, you can understand maybe why he had a bit more of a down season after that. I mean, that's logical in a lot of ways. So... Um, and the prior three years, obviously, had just been such a good hitter. And I don't know if he's ever going to be an awesome locker room guy, clubhouse guy. We'll see. But he, you know, came into camp in good shape. He quit drinking. Hopefully that's still something he's been riding with. Gene Sierra has the potential to be a really good hitter for this team this year and potentially not as big a defensive liability if not playing shortstop. And I think for that reason, he has to be considered an X factor for this team as someone who could really kind of change their fortunes with a good run. All right, number two, also an infielder or an outfielder, but more an infielder. Uh, Scott Kingery is the other clear um, batter lineup type X factor for me this year. Uh, obviously, his ability to play multiple positions is X factory in and of itself because he can really help you when needed. But just in terms of, of taking another step forward, we saw last year Kingery really come out of the gate hot and then gets injured and comes back and, and never kind of got back to that level, but showed a lot of pop, showed a lot of speed. Fastest guy on the team, it felt like, just from, from watching him play. Has real kind of giddy-up when you're watching him. And someone who maybe, if he's just going to play second base, if he's going to feel comfortable with his position and just focus on that all year, came into camp yoked, looked like gigantic, was a top 30 40 prospect in baseball at one point like this is not someone who doesn't have the the pedigree the ability the talent underneath it all to be an elite type of of offensive player he could do that he could be that type of guy i mean there's a reason the phillies signed him to a um unprecedented type of contract before the season uh before his first season uh just because you know two years ago um they did that because they believed in, in his future and, and him being, a, you know, they gave him $42 million before he ever stepped on the field or $24 million or whatever it was, $24 million with the chance for it to be $42 million. It was unprecedented. And it was all because Scott Kingery is someone who had that type of pedigree, who has succeeded at every level. And um, his rookie year was just a rough year. You know, he wasn't ready. It looked it. Last year, we saw him take a real leap forward. I mean, he was a quality player for this team last year and someone who has a real chance to to be a x-factor type player for this team this year because 
um, if he can take another step forward. And again, just a monster step from year one to year two. 19 homers last year as opposed to eight the year before. 258 average as opposed to two, uh, 226. Was just better. Had more control of what he was doing. Felt like a better player. And that was in less games last year. He had 19 homers in 126 games as opposed to eight homers in 147 games. Um, and now potentially with the ability to play his natural position, he's still a young guy. He's still only 25 years old, I think. You know, people think that Kingery's way older than he is. Granted, it'll be 26 in the near future, but um, Scott Kingery is someone who's still young, still has the potential, and was someone who was an elite, elite type of prospect. And I think you put all those things together, especially the, the leap he took from year one to year two, and I think that Kingery, with an everyday spot, same spot in the lineup, being able to focus on just going out and hitting and doing his thing, I think we could see Scott Kingery take a leap forward. And if Scott Kingery tapes a leap forward, that's the type of guy who can be a major X factor for this team. Again, I, look, I, and I actually, this, I believe we will see Scott Kingery take a step forward. I don't know if it'll be as much of a leap as we hope and as much of a leap as possible. I mean, it is possible he takes a massive leap. That's, that's really what's on the table as an X factor type of player. I mean, really one of the widest swings in terms of what his season could be versus what, it, you know, the downside versus the upside. I think there's just... There's so much there for Scott Kingery. I feel I'm really excited to see Kingery get to play whenever this season finally gets underway because, again, the potential was always there. He's someone who's always had, um, you know, again, came up with that that type of pedigree, and we finally saw flashes of it last year. We really did, and I'm just excited to see the next step and see if that that kind of translates into in the next season. All right, uh, next player to watch, and it's going to be a two-for-one, and a little unfair. I get it. Uh, but it's Zach Eflin and Jake Arrieta, and to be fair, it's really Zach Eflin. I'm throwing Arietta in there just because they need one of those two guys to do something for them. That's really the X factor. If they can have Nola and Wheeler be the guys they expect them to be and then have a third guy and then just get by, get by with bats, get by with a few good starts here and there from those other guys, I mean, that's a recipe for success. I mean, you can make the playoffs with that type of team. Um, and Arietta, we still don't know what's going on with the shoulder tightness in the last game of spring training. Obviously, you know, you hope there's time to heal, whatever. I, you know, you assume he's okay because it seems like they really downplayed it and we haven't heard anything else about it. But Arietta, if he could put it together in a contract year, but more likely Zach Eflin. If Zach Eflin can... Take a step forward. We've seen Eflin for stretches, you know, six, seven, eight, nine starts in a row be a dynamite pitcher, a three in the majors, someone you can count on to go out and take the ball and give you, at worst, a quality start. We've seen Zach Eflin do that before. And I think if Eflin can put it together, working with Brian Price, you know, the, the not fighting for a spot in the rotation, kind of just locked in as who he is and, and another year in the majors. I mean, if, if Evelyn could take a step forward like that, that's the kind of thing that could really change the dynamics of this team, change this team's fortunes, especially if it is a shortened season or whatever. Um, and again, it has to be Arietta or Eflin. You have no faith in Bavetta or Velasquez or Ranger Suarez or any of those guys. Um, so it has to be one of those two guys. Um, but I think it can be, and I think Eflin's the guy you really – pigeonhole if we're, if we're putting one person on the x-factor list if we're not going to do a two for one it's going to be zach Eflin. well get out of here jake i uh, hope for the best expect the worst but zach Eflin again we've seen the upside and it's not like Eflin is you know great it's not like you feel like he has a chance to be an ace or anything like that but 
we he knows how to pitch. He's a smart pitcher, and we've seen what it looks like when he has success for for stretches of times when he's got his command and the fastball up in the zone is working and all that stuff. That's what we need to see from him, and that's believable. That's something that theoretically could happen, and it would be a massive changing point for this season, a massive tipping point, the type of pivot point that could make the season go one way or the other. I think Zach Eflin's that type of guy because they need something from a third starter, and Eflin has the potential to be a third starter. All right, uh, a couple more names here. Uh, Let's go with, before we get to the last two, which are the most obvious X-Factor names coming into the season, one more I want to hit on, and it's Hector Neris. And it's Hector Neris because Joe Girardi's already said he's the closer. He locked in. And it's Hector Neris more so because he is the best pitcher in this bullpen, and it's not a question. I like Jose Alvarez a little bit. I like Adam Morgan a little bit. Tommy Hunter's okay. You know, there are a couple guys you like. A couple guys you're like, all right, I can count on that guy a little bit to a certain level. Hector Neris is the only legit high-end reliever in this bullpen right now. And it's crazy to think of him that way, but I think we forget how good Hector was for the last half of last season at, at least, and really all year last year, but the last half of the season, the last quarter, third of the season, he was one of the best relievers in baseball. I mean, he was awesome. He was a legit shutdown reliever. And when his stuff is on, it's nasty. And I think that, obviously, you know, you've heard me talk about the bullpen. I, I've said that I think it's the most... The, the number one area of the team that you would be most worried about going into the season. I feel better about the starters than I do about the bullpen. That says something. Um, but if they can have Hector Neris at the back end and be shut down, be someone they can count on to close games out and all that, maybe they can figure their way through the rest. I don't feel confident about it, but we saw what they did last year. They were able to bring guys in, kind of fodder type of guys, and get the most out of them and use them in the right spots and all that. And you feel great about Girardi managing that. You feel great about Brian Price working with these guys. And maybe some of the guys they signed, the Lirianos, the Swarzaks, they can kind of turn into that type of guy. But ultimately, you need that one dude you can count on. You need that one guy. Ideally, you need more than one guy. But if nothing else, they need one guy who they could say, all right, Hector's got it. We're good. We can shut this down. I feel good. Hector's that guy. He's the only guy who has a chance to be that guy in this pen. And he can be that guy. And he's really, really good. So Hector Neris, I think, a clear X-Factor guy for the season. All right, the last two, like I said, I think the most obvious ones on the list, they're the clear X-Factory-ist X-Factors of the season. And it's Spencer Howard and Alec Bum. Those two guys have the chance to change the fortunes of the season more than anyone else we've talked about because they have the elite talent. You know, they're guys who can step in and on the best nights be elite. Both top 30 prospects in the game. Let's start with Spencer Howard. I think Howard has the biggest chance to be an X-Factor this season, if for no other reason than just flat-out need. The fact that, like we just talked about, they need some guy to step in and, and be that other starter they can count on. And the most likely person is Spencer Howard, especially if it's a shortened season or whatever, but... Spencer Howard has a chance to come in and be an elite arm for this Phillies team. He's the only guy on the team who, outside Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, has the chance to be an elite pitcher. And we've seen the stuff. We know he can handle it. We know he can do it. And it's just a question of him coming up to the majors and doing it. But when you look at this team, when you look at the way it's laid out, you talk about the starting pitching. I mean, 
it's just the most obvious X factor on the team is Spencer Howard. It's that clear. You know, the one guy on the, the roster majors or minors who's, um, you know, contributions can take this team from good to great, most likely, based on what you expect from everybody, is Spencer Howard. You know, he's the guy you can come in and, and really give you so much more than you were expecting from at that spot. Um, so I think Spencer Howard, just such a clear, massive, massive X factor for this team. Like, um, hard to overstate it. I think he's the most important pivot point, tipping point, whatever, not tipping point, pivot point for this season as far as players go, period. Alec Bohm also a major X factor because he can give you the ability to come up and grant, not a great defender, but come in and step in and give you another elite bat. And if Harper and Romuto and if Hoskins get back to being some form of Reese Hoskins and McCutcheon is firing and then you got Kingery and, you know, I mean, it has the chance to be an elite lineup. You know, one of the better ones in baseball with Alec Bohm as a part of it. Bohm seems like he's going to be ready to hit immediately. Like the moment he steps on a major league field, it seems like that dude's going to be able to hit. And it's such a massive advantage for the Phillies to have that type of guy that they can slide in. Now, granted, there are other teams that have those type of guys, so advantage is relative. But for this Phillies team to have Alec Bohm ready to go and step in, um, and again, to, to, to round it back, to bring it back home, you know, um, if Gene Segura X factors the wrong way, Alec Bum right at third base. And all of a sudden, you know, maybe the defense isn't quite as good, but you've got that, that offense and he'll hit, he'll bring it immediately. So, and he obviously offers such a higher ceiling to begin with. So I think Spencer Howard and Alec Bohm, when you look at the, the X factors on this team, the number one and number two X factors compared to obviously what you need, because they're not on the roster right now. You're looking at the roster and what they have right now and what to expect from that. Um, I think Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard, the two guys you can elevate to that and really change the complexion of the season in, in no uncertain terms. I mean, I think it's that massive a type of thing. And, and it makes me think, and those are my X factors for the season, by the way, and you know, everyone I interpret X Factor, I look at it as, um, you know, based on what we expect from everybody, who can kind of shift the fortunes the most based on giving us more or giving us something, as it is with Howard and Baum, than is expected now with the Major League roster that we see set. But it also makes me think, as we're, we're kind of wrapping up here, about um, the fact that, that when you look at these X Factors and you look at the Phillies team right now, that I do think that in terms of which teams are... are helped or hurt by the layoff and look nobody's helped by the coronavirus obviously that's you know just asinine um but in terms of a shorter season if the, if it does end up being something where you know they play from from july through you know early november and it ends up being 100 games or something like that i do think the phillies are on the better end of things for a couple reasons one andrew mccutcheon being able to start the season healthy what a massive advantage is for that team and Grant, this is only on the field, because off the field, J.T. Romito, they haven't signed him. So it's all kinds of questions about that, and we'll get into that more as the week and weeks go on. But um, I think McCutcheon being healthy to start the season, the fact that Howard and Bohm, especially Howard, whose you know, innings limit was going to be a major issue with this thing all year long, um, that there are just less innings on the table, that you can kind of bring him up a little faster in terms of the season itself, maybe a, a, a week into the season, two weeks into the season, three weeks into the season. Um, but then he's there for a longer period of time, a, a larger portion of the season itself, so to speak. Um, I think that's an advantage for the Phillies. And 
Um, I think that, you know, having a smart manager and a managing you know, coaching staff, I think this season more than any other is going to matter. I think that's the kind of thing that, um, you know, you're looking when, when everything is in chaos and a season is short and you're playing every day and all that, you're looking for stability. You're looking for less variance. And I think having Girardi at the helm creates less variance for the Phillies because they're going to play smart every night. They're going to be prepared to play every night. They're going to you know, not make silly mistakes. And I think that in a shortened season, those things are amplified because each mistake kind of counts a little bit more because each game means more. And um, I just think the Phillies are set up well if it ends up being a sprint to the finish. And again, you know, even though I think one of the, the biggest advantages a team like the Dodgers has is the depth, crazy organizational depth that they can fire up throughout the season. Even though that advantage might be muted, the, the Dodgers are still a better baseball team than the Phillies like significantly, and so are other teams in the National League. But I do think that the variance in the shortened season um, and the late start um, could be more beneficial to the Phillies than others. So uh, I do think that is one thing you can look at as a, a positive for the Phillies, you know, amid a layoff and whatever, again, not related to the coronavirus because there are no positives. We wish none of this were happening. So, um, all right, that was fun. X-Factors, a little uh, where they stand now talk. Coming up the rest of this week, we'll have a lot more fun. We'll talk some more Phillies. We'll talk a little power rankings in major league baseball get ready for that where the phillies rank you put all those teams in the major league baseball up against each other as they stand now and there are you know transaction freezes we talk about so the teams you see will be the teams that start the season where do they stand up whenever the season does start that'll be fun we'll dive into that later this week as well and a whole lot more so until then stay healthy stay safe out there and uh we will be back tomorrow so until then thank you for listening to another edition of phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.